Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee in the Crowd. I'm Abigail Hobbs. This is my coffee. <laughs> and this is my podcast, Coffee in the Corral. I'm in the corral today. My horses, actually, you probably can't see any in the um, camera right now because there's three on the other side of the um, corral panels here. They're in the different part of the corral, but they can come over here if they want to. And then Zelle's a good ways behind me. I'm sure she'll come over here in just a minute to say good morning to everybody. How was your week? Um, yeah, it was a week. <laughs> I never heard to say when people say, how was your week? I'm just like, I can hardly remember what yesterday was and what we did yesterday. How do you expect me to remember how my entire last seven days was? Anyways, it's a beautiful morning out here. The sun is shining, the wind is at my back, and I have amazing coffee. Oh, look at that, the girls are coming over here. Here comes Fayana and Skye into this area of the corral. Maybe they'll come say hi to us. Trying out a new mic today, we'll see how it works. Uh, last week, I think mine was, the headset I was using, uh, was having trouble with the volume. So I'm sorry if last week's podcast sounded bizarre. Thank you for coming back this week. If you are one of the regular listeners, I just want to bow down <laughs> and congratulate you. I don't have any prizes to give you, but you deserve one because I swear every week, um, there's something wrong with my recording, like it's buzzing or it's popping or it's too loud or too quiet. I don't even know. Here's Zell because it's all just an experiment, right? I don't have necessarily the right tools, but I am here. I'm showing up. So thanks for um, for valuing it and coming coming back this week. Here's Zell. She's she's uh, eating. Oh my gosh! So I moved this uh, mounting block a little bit for the video, and there's a bunch of grass that grew underneath of it. Um, so. A little treat for Zell this morning. So I'm a little late starting my podcast today because, um, so last week, and this is why I say like my, it was a week last week. So last week um, on, let me think, I guess it was on Tuesday. Yeah. On Tuesday, um, we had to take our dog into the vet. Um, one of the neighbors dogs has been roaming around in the past years run over into our field um like a i guess like a year ago he came into the field when i was walking our dog deo and um they kind of got in a, a, a slight tumble but i was right there and i chased the other dog off and then we started smelling this really bad smell around deo and the dog had bitten a hole underneath of his tail and it was getting like all rotten and gross so we had to clean that out and that was a whole shebang Nate tried to scare the dog off since then, and it seemingly seemed like it worked, but uh, last week the dog actually came over into our front yard and attacked our dog, Deo, and Deo's not real big, and he's not, he's a good protector, like he barks at people that come, but he's not like an attacking other dog type of dogs. He's just really good at protecting the property. So he was trying to run away from the dog, and the dog grabbed, and it was like a big, I believe it's a German Shepherd, anyways, grabbed him in the butt, and flipped him on the ground 
and then ran off and in a matter of seconds that he had grabbed a hold of Deo, he ripped up his total hind end. I mean, he was just hanging open. I don't know how many stitches he had to get. They stitched him up and now he has drains in him, draining out the fluid. Um, Nate took him back this morning and the vet said the drains have to stay in there because he's still draining fluid out of his body. He has so many stitches and drains sticking out it, and, and they had to shave his whole butt. Like he looks horrible. I will not be posting pictures on social media because it's absolutely horrible. It looks like a horror movie. Anyways, so glad he's still alive <laughs> and that it wasn't his throat that the dog got a hold of because that would have just killed him. So I say all that because this morning, um, Nate took him into the vet. The vet said the drains still have to stay in. There's still more draining. So he sent us home with this um, cleanser. And so Nate held Deo while I cleaned his whole, all of his wounds and trying to um, clean out those areas where the drains are and just, they're oozing and there's dried blood everywhere. And it's just, it took a long time, but we got them all cleaned up and um, it's gonna be 16 days that he has to have those stitches in. Hopefully everything continues to drain and heal. He's on steroids, antibiotics, and pain meds. That was, that was just one of the things of happened this week. So he has to have the cone on and we have to take him out all day long to use the bathrooms and steroids, make him have to pee more. And it's just been a, a bit of a journey. Added on to our already strict uh, regime that we have, regimen, I guess, I said regime. I don't know people, I'm sorry. Um, our strict regimen of trying to still keep the house clean and doing all of the laundry and hot water. And we're still, flushing the ringworm out of our household. It's getting better. That's the update on the ringworm. It's getting better. It's going away. Um, it's just still taking a long time. It can take such a long time. Zell's coming over to say hi. Zell, don't mess up my camera. She's gonna mess up the camera. Babies, come over for some coffee. Seriously, no. She literally wants to itch her butt on the fence right by the camera. You do this every time. Zell, get some coffee. There she goes. Can you please, for horses not having the part of their brain that has the critical thinking skills and problem solving, they don't have a prefrontal cortex like we do. I swear she, <laughs> it's like, how would she not know what she's doing? Okay, you don't like my coffee today? She had some, but she's like, girl, you need more maple syrup. <laughs> okay, Zell. Um, so anyways, it's still, we're still working to get rid of the ringworm. It's probably gonna be another couple weeks. I gotta fix the camera, sorry. Zell bumped it down. I hope it's at the right angle, cause I can't see. Um, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot and, but you know what? I'm not the only one. I know, I know we're all like doing our best, right? We're all doing our best to just keep putting one foot in front of the other every day we wake up and just handle the shit that comes our way. So I didn't plan to spend 30 minutes scrubbing my dog down this morning, but um, it was, it needed to happen. So if you're watching the video, I'm sorry, Zell has now taken over the entire camera because she feels the need to eat all the grass right in front of it. 
anyways, I have something I want to talk about today, you guys. Um, I've been thinking, something I've been thinking about recently is the question, um, and I've been meeting with a lot of people recently um, in my um, attempt to network and um, share my um, share my organization, like get, like get the word out about Freedom for the Taking. So in the middle of doing all of that, I've been meeting with a lot of people, talking with a lot of people. It's been really good. But there's this question that continues to come up. And I realized that I've been answering it wrong all along. And so I wanted to talk about that a little today. And so if someone was to ask you, so tell me about yourself. What would you say? Because what I've realized that I find myself saying is I find myself answering the question, what have you done and what do you do now? That's, the, that's what I answer. I don't really answer, tell me about yourself. Because I realize that even when I talk to other people, I say, tell me about yourself. I want, you know, like, what about you? They launch into talking about um, what they've accomplished and the things that they've learned and the things that they've done throughout their whole life and then, and then all the projects and things that they're doing now. But what about, what about any of that is actually you? Like it, it none of that really tells me about um, you as a person. Sorry, I'm distracted because this camera's cricket that Zell bumped. Okay. And it can be frustrating because I realize I'm having these conversations with people and then I leave an hour and a half conversation and I really don't know anything about that person. And I realize I've not been really, as much as I, I'm, I really do try to be vulnerable and authentic, um, but also like, so, so let's, let's do some, Let's, let's play a good little game here, maybe. What if someone said to me, okay, tell me about yourself. Instead of launching into, okay, well, um, you know, let's see. I grew up in a cult. Um, I got married there. I had three kids there. Um, you know, I've got certified as a therapeutic writing instructor. I've worked at seven several places in Colorado. Then we moved here. I've started my own business, my own LLC as a therapeutic horsemanship adventure farm. Um, I've taught hundreds of students over the years. I'm a horse trainer also. Um, I've homeschooled my kids. Like none of those is really telling about me. It's telling about stuff that I've done, right? So like, what if I said, so Abigail, tell me about you. I say, well, um, I love to be goofy. I really love being goofy. Um, I love making people laugh. I love laughing. Like I will literally be by myself doing something and I'll make myself laugh and I'll be laughing out loud, cracking myself up all by myself. And it's just so fun. Um, I love outside. I love coffee. Um, 
but I'm picky about my coffee. The outdoors is just like my happy place. Nature heals me. I love nature. I love all animals. I, I, let's see, I, about me, tell you about me. I feel like I'm a sensitive person, but I also protect my emotions and I go to anger. That's like my go-to as frustration and anger because um, I don't like breaking down and crying and I don't like feeling all of those feelings because then it just feels like a waste of my time and useless and it makes my if my kids see me crying then they feel bad and um, so you know I've been working on not always protecting myself like allowing myself the permission to to cry and to feel things and you know I have to plan it I usually have to plan it into my schedule because <laughs> in the moment I just get mad um, I I love people I really do and I've to a fault in a lot of ways like I have put my desire for taking care of people and um, the deep love that I have for people, I've put that over myself and my needs and my family for many years. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on honoring myself. Um, I love learning and growing and changing, but I also find myself really struggling sometimes to change some of these patterns in my head some of the negative wiring that I've had my whole life like I struggle really struggle sometimes to um, to make new pathways and to let go of those old ways that um, are really unhealthy so stop she's trying to take my phone um, I try I'd like to say that I try really hard to be grounded and to be a grounded mom and a partner, a grounded wife, but I often, <laughs> um, uh, can be, you know, quick to get mad, quick to make assumptions, really quick to get frustrated. Um, I struggle with letting my to-do list control me. I, um, I, I would like to say that I don't care what other people think about me, but I do, but I'm, I'm working hard to, um, just when I find myself thinking about those or worrying about those, like to stop and to recenter myself. I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I, I love, I love working hard, especially physically. I love exercising. Um, I, I can, I can miss my kids sometimes in a way of like, I see what they need to do and I forget to see them as a person. So I'm, I'm trying to work on that, but that's definitely one of my weak areas. Um, 
I'm my worst enemy as far as like I beat myself up and I when I see areas that I need to improve and I'm really hard on myself and I get really frustrated and um, I hate that I'm my worst enemy I don't I don't want to be my worst enemy I want to be my my best ally um, I miss my family I do I don't talk to a lot of them anymore, but I do miss them. You know, I I tell people that, um, you know, taking your freedom and making choices to live the life you want, it's not easy, and it really is about choosing your heart, and um, that there is a loss involved in that and you know so some days some days I just feel sad and lonely and like that ache you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too you know you can't have all of your connections and all of your everything you want like there's always parts in life that each of us if we want to live a healthy life that we have to let go of toxic relationships and and things that um doesn't necessarily mean those people are bad or any of that it just means for me um they're they're draining or they drag me down or maybe even if i'm not in a healthy enough place to be able to stand my ground with some relationships and so i have to take step back and take some time away for a while so you know um that came out of nowhere I have no clue why I just uh, wow I mean not that I have no clue but I wasn't expecting to cry but again it's one of those things I'm trying to allow myself permission to like it's okay to be sad you know a lot of times it's like I'm just like marching forward in life and I will heal, I will move on, I will build a new life. And I am doing all of that, but um, it's okay to acknowledge it's still hard and painful, right? So, some days you're going to find me crazy, wild, laughing. Um, I'm going to be maybe on the ground because sometimes when I laugh really hard, I just fall down because my muscles quit working because <laughs> I just have to focus so hard on laughing. I don't know why I just fall down, but... Um, or you might see me jumping out of a tree on a swing and screaming like a wild Indian, loving life and being wild. And some days you might see me quiet and you might um, notice that I've been crying a lot. And you might think, wow, how is this that other lady? But it's that other lady that's allowing herself to, um, to feel and to be sad. And that's okay. Um, I've spent so much of my life trying to be all things for all people, you know, and make everybody happy and try to, hold, you know, use my gift of laughter and having fun to, like, take care of everybody. And so it's hard for me sometimes to 
put that aside and allow myself to be sad or to feel or to process and, and not worry about how it makes other people feel. So, um, and I, um, I guess I, I would like to describe myself as a person that doesn't want to waste any part of her life. And that can also be to my downfall because sometimes the problem is I think that wasting my life is resting. <laughs> and so I'm learning that making the most of my life doesn't mean it has to be packed to the brim doing things. It just means not wasting my life doing things I don't want to do. Like that's how I want to not waste my life. But too often do I find myself feeling the need to fill every moment doing things and accomplishing things. Which So that will lead me to the next thing I want to talk about today. But that wraps up the answer to the question, tell me about yourself. How did, how did that make you feel? Like, do you feel like you know me a little bit more? Like, I don't know. I think I'm going to say, I think I'm going to, I don't know if I'll say all those things, but I think I'm going to change the way I answer that question. Next time somebody asks me, tell me about yourself, I'm going to actually tell me, tell, no, I'm going to tell me, tell them about me, not what I've done and what I've accomplished and what I want to accomplish. Because those are, that's not me. That's things that me has done and loves to do, but that's not me. Um, and it also um, kind of inspires me to, when I ask that question to people, to say, okay, so don't tell me about what you've done. Tell me about you. What are you like? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? What do you struggle with? What are you excited about? Um, yeah, don't you think that would make a really cool conversation? Anyways, I'm gonna, ch I'm, that's what I'm doing from now on. Like, no more of this stuff about what we do. Because here's the thing, and this, so this just jumps into the next thing I wanna talk about is that I realize I have such wiring in my brain towards accomplishing. So, what happens is I always have this constant to-do list. And so I wake up and I hit the ground running and I run 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 until I finally get in bed exhausted, completely exhausted. Now I may have just described every human on the planet, I don't know, but I do know there are some, of, some people that have actually grown enough in their lives and evolved enough that they have learned how to not let their to-do list rule them and how to work in beautiful moments of rest and rejuvenation. Like I'm working on that, but I realized recently that like, especially during really stressful seasons like this, like right now where we've got um, extra cleaing and extra laundry because of ringworm and we have uh, now, Deo and all of his, our dog, all of the extra things we have to do for him, we have to wash him and clean him every day and all that, you know, like on top of my normal schedule, it can feel just completely overwhelming, just utterly overwhelming. And so 
I'm going through my day and I just have so many things to get done. And I have this thing in my brain that, that if I, that I can't ever stop. I can't take a break or I can't even go slow. Like I have to rush from thing to thing to thing. Because if not, I'm being lazy, I'm being unproductive, I'm not making well use of my time. And so I've been thinking about this recently. And I was asking Jennifer about it. And, and I, I know, I believe deep down that this is, truly comes from the way I was wired growing up as a child. Because my mother was so productive and she was all about the to-do list and being um, a person who accomplished a lot. So I think, and I'm, this is just like, I'm just ballparking it, but I'm pretty sure that that's how my mom got her sense of worth. Um, you know, having nine kids, homeschooling them all, um, teaching us all to, she, you know, she kept a really strict, clean house and she taught her kids all the things and all her girls knew how to bake bread and scrub toilets and, and we were all very scheduled and all very responsible and she had very respectful kids. So I think that was probably where she got her value was from all the things that she was able to manage and do and accomplish. And so for, for her, that was, I think, how she felt good about herself. And so for us growing up, it was like, okay, if you were super responsible and you could get a lot of shit done and you just were like on target, spot on, mom was really proud of you. And if not, like there was huge consequences, okay? So like even the thing of getting up early, um, I actually like to get up early. I don't like the act of getting out of bed because I'm tired no matter what. But like I like being out in the early morning once I'm up. But like growing up, if you didn't get out of bed and when mom came in, she'd turn on the light, turn off the fan. And if she had to come back to get you out of bed, she would have a glass of water and throw it in your face. So that's the kind of like on target you had to be. You had to jump when she said jump. You had to get this, 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 and this done. And we all had very scheduled chore times and we all knew what was expected of us. And it was a lot, but um, we didn't know any different. Like we just did what we were told to do and um, had a very short amount of, short window in each day of actual playtime between schooling and chores. And so, I mean, it's just how she ran the household. And, and I don't know all the ins and outs of, of why um, she felt the need to do that, but I think probably for her sanity a little bit because she had so many kids. Um, and yeah, I don't, I think really think the other thing came back to her feeling valuable. Um, and so for me, I realized like here I am now, I'll be 40 in a couple months and I still like my, my partner's Nate, nor Jennifer, nor any of my kids, they've never been like, mom, you need to step it up. Like you're, you've been really sitting around, you've been lazy. Like you didn't, you didn't get your whole list accomplished yesterday. Come on. Like nobody in my family 
has said that to me. But in my mind, I've got this horrible voice that just berates me all the time. If you know, get moving, get up, don't waste time. And it's like, when I think about it, it's like this get going, like, like my mom would always say, chop, chop. She'd come into the room and say, chop, chop. And that meant just like, you better be moving and you better be moving fast. You better be getting shit done. Um, or you gotta spanking, like we had spanked all the time. So she meant business. And then my brain is like, I, I just realized this past weekend, I had to get so much done and I was really overwhelmed. All the horses need to be trimmed. They all needed to be groomed. The whole yard, all the arenas, everything needed to be mowed. It just felt so huge and so overwhelming. And in my mind, I was realizing that like, I'm not enjoying my days right now. I'm waking up and I'm like <gasps> panicking the second I wake up with all that I have to do and I just have to like hit the ground running and just go, go, go. And if I sit for a moment, eat some breakfast and drink my coffee and maybe pull my phone out, like I feel guilty. I'm like, no, you need to get going. You need to get up, get up, get up. And I just this past weekend, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm supposed to be teaching people how to create lives they love. And I do love my life. Like I love our farm. I love my partners. I love my kids. I love my, my, or, my organization I'm starting. I love what we are creating here, but I'm in the midst of this beautiful thing. And I'm like, it's like I have blinders on and all I can see is like this, these to do things in front of me that I just have to hit them as fast as I can. And I'm not actually enjoying this beautiful life that I've created. You know, we've, we've put boundaries up so there's not toxic people in our life and it's just beautiful. It's amazing, but I'm not taking advantage of it. I'm not enjoying it. I'm rushing around trying to do all the things and I'm stressed and I'm exhausted. And this voice in my head is beating at me like a drill sergeant. And I realize, like I am carrying this, this voice in my head all the way since I was a little girl of my mom saying, go, 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 get things done. Don't do this. Don't stop. Chop, chop. Like, like I'm, st I'm still being ruled by that. And it's just killing me. Like, that's not what I want my kids to grow up and be like. I don't want them to berate themselves and to rush themselves and to not actually get to enjoy life as they live it. Of course, we have to do things that are not enjoyable, but God damn, like listen to the birds, Abigail. Like, like don't forget to soak up and take in the beauty and give yourself permission to do things you love to do and not just let my to-do list rule me. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And it really just it just goes back to this, like, I realize I'm carrying this, this fear in me, this fear that if I can't do all the things and be productive all the time, I'm just not enough. I don't measure up. I'm not valuable.
that's his fear of being like a lazy person. You know, my... It's going to sound bizarre, but my mom used to read his Bible verses. We had to memorize all the Bible verses that um, talked about being lazy. She was very big about us knowing all the Bible verses about being lazy and memorizing those. Um, And so, like, that was really strongly um, ingrained into me. And so it's like, I have this crazy fear that if I allow myself to enjoy my life, if I take time for myself, if I stop, if I maybe I'm not being productive, you know, by accomplishing something, then maybe I'll just turn into this horrible, lazy person. Um, which is just ridiculous. Like when I say these things, I'm like, wow, that's so unhealthy. Like that's ridiculous that I would think that. I realized this week that I have been spending so much of my energy and time in the last month to network and and spread the word about my organization and meet with people and and just even even at the the last um, job fair and showcase that I attended to and I had a booth there and I talked about freedom for the taking every person that came by I tried to have this conversation with them and ask them about themselves and and in some small way try to empower them to maybe hopefully that they would begin to prioritize themselves and see how valuable they were but in the midst of this desire and passion of mine I literally forgot to prioritize myself I just started burning out just exhausted tired stressed and realized I have to pace myself like I can't go charging forward to share this beautiful message and I do believe it's a beautiful message with the world to prioritize themselves but I I can't put myself aside to go tell everybody else how to prioritize themselves like I have to continue doing it and for goodness sake I mean if I can't do it why the hell should I go tell everybody else they can do it it doesn't make any sense it's just utterly ridiculous Um, and I'm trying to like give myself some grace. I I hate that word grace, by the way, it just sounds way too religious. I'm trying to give myself some space, maybe some understanding that it's part of the human condition. You know, it's, it's part of being human that we, it's like a back and forth, you know, a wax and a wane, like, like we get so excited and we charge into doing this and then we forget this and we get out of balance and, and then I, so I'm having to find the balance of it all and it's really causing me to dig deeper into why do I feel the need to accomplish so much um, why am I still struggling to get my value out of that because I know that I'm valuable I really do believe that but there's this voice inside me that takes over and, and it constantly tells me that my value is in what I do. But I know that's not true. So it's like this battle in my head. And it's so frustrating because I know better. But yet, this it's like the, the evolved part of my brain, the, the prefrontal cortex here in the front, it knows better. 
But the brain stem, the back here, the part that just is the instinct, the survival instinct, it doesn't know better. I'm trying to get these two connected. So I'm not living out of this survival mode. And I think that's really what it is. Like it, even though I know it up here in the front, back in the very back, it doesn't know it yet. And maybe, maybe I don't have to be mad at that part of myself. You know, maybe I can, maybe I can wrap my arms around that part of myself and say, honey, it's okay. This is the way you were raised. Of course you feel the need to do something all the time. And of course you, you feel ruled by your to-do list. That's what you were taught, honey. Like That's what you were taught. But it's okay. You don't have to stay that way. You don't have to keep living life this way. I saw this thing in my tea bag last night. And I love reading the things on the herbal tea bags, the little sayings. But it said... Accept who you are today, but also acknowledge who you want to become. And I thought, oh my God, it's actually really easy for me to acknowledge who I want to become. I know who I want to become. I want to become so stable, so grounded in who I am and not what I do. I, I want to become the most compassionate, um, understanding, non-judgmental, badass, that's powerful and brave and unafraid. And, or maybe even when she is afraid, she continues to step out. And um, she's evolved and she is secure in herself enough that one She's in places where people maybe try to put their issues on her. She's able to be aware enough and notice it and to not take on other people's feelings or other people's judgments, but to understand that that's just a reflection of them and she doesn't need to carry that. And she loves her kids so much and she watches them be free and she... um, doesn't project her unhealthy <laughs> unhealthy um, ways of thinking about accomplishing things onto her kids. Like she doesn't do that. Because <laughs> I do that now. I know this. I know that I push this accomplishing thing onto my kids. And then I have to be like, ah. So it's like this battle all the time. But I can easily acknowledge who I want to be. The hard part is accepting who I am today. Because I don't always, <laughs> don't always like it. Maybe I should say I don't usually like it. Um, and a large part of that is because I so badly want to change these, these thinking patterns. And I so badly want to f- be free from all these toxic patterning and, and, um, training that's been in my brain like I want to be free of all that but it's a continual process to keep returning to realizing that it's a journey Abigail I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to, it's not something I can put on my to-do list. I can't say, okay, heal, change, grow, evolve. Check, 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 check. I mean, I wish because that would be so awesome. But it's, it's a realization that it's a continual returning, rebalancing process of, oh, like dig a little deeper. I heal a little bit more. But I'm always going to need to accept who I am today and give myself love today while I still can acknowledge who I want to become and I can still work towards that but I can love the woman I am today the person I am right now <sighs> thank you guys for coming today um, I want to know about people not what they've done and that's the interesting thing like to me what really matters and what I love learning about people is actually learning about that person this doesn't really matter to me what they've done I want to learn about them and so maybe I can keep that in mind too because who gives a fuck what I've done Sure, I could, I've accomplished a lot this weekend. But a woman accomplishing a lot that's frustrated and exhausted and just stressed out at the end of it, like nobody wants to be around that. So I, I have a lot of reframing and rewiring to do <laughs> and a lot of healing. And I know we all do. And so I encourage everybody this week to please give yourself some love. Accept who you are today as you can still acknowledge who you're working to become I love you life is crazy right here I am starting an organization about prioritizing yourself and um, building a life you love and then I forget to prioritize myself and then I forget to enjoy the life I have built a life I love that I love but I, I forget to enjoy it <laughs> um, so it's like building a roller case a roller coaster museum park and then just instead of going on the rides I just focus on weed eating <laughs> all day long I just weed eat around all the roller coasters so everything looks really nice and I never ride the roller coasters and I think it's <laughs> I think it's funny I use that example because I don't like roller coasters but I mean I think a lot of people like that's a fun thing this theme park you know I think maybe something that would relate more to me is, um, let's see, what is something that I love doing? I love nature. I really love nature. Um, I would do just about anything in nature. I, will, I would love hiking. I love camping. Um, I love even just sitting out in nature. That's, even though it's hard to give myself permission to sit. Um, so maybe it would be like being in the coolest nature reserve everywhere where I can see all these wild animals and um, I'm just busy. What am I busy doing? What would I be doing instead of watching the wild animals? I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm busy cleaning the binoculars for everybody. <laughs> everybody
everybody has binoculars and I'm just really busy like making sure they're all clean everyone has all the binoculars they need and their snacks and their drinks and <sighs> silly me that's what I'm working on guys I love you I hope this was empowering to you in some way um, thanks for showing up and I'll see you next week. I don't know. I never know how to end these things. Like, I don't want to end them because I love hanging out with you. Whoever is still here, mwah. You're my hero because you keep showing up for yourself. And um, that's fucking awesome. So keep that up. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs> Hi, and thanks for listening to my mom's Coffee in the Corral. Like, share, and give it a five-star rating. If I wrote it in a song, would you believe it more? If I busted at the lock, would you open the door? If I dare to speak my truth, would you still value me? If I reach my hand to you, would you reach it back to me? Darling, there's no reason why you should have to hide. Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there.